coming to you from beyond the veil, where anything is possible and nothing is beyond your reach, where time and space are figments of your imagination and life is but a dream. Open your minds, open your hearts, and get ready for a one-way trip into the unknown. This is Messages from the Multiverse with Ian R. Anderson, Certified Hypnotherapist. Hello everyone out there in the multiverse, whoever and wherever you are. I welcome you to this new and exciting episode of Messages from the Multiverse. This episode is going to explore one of the most important phenomena that the human race has ever come to know. This issue and the questions it raises goes back to the very beginning of human consciousness and has been one of the driving forces behind the human race's motivation toward exploration and the gaining of knowledge of wisdom. Socrates said that the purpose of existence is to know thyself. Is it possible to know thyself without knowing other? What is our place in the multiverse? We once thought we were at the center of everything. Many of us still act as if we think we are. This episode is going to explore the question that is as old as the human being's ability to ask questions. That question is, are we alone? Over the last 80 years or so, we have witnessed an evolution of this question and the attempts to answer it, which have gone from the Roswell incident in 1947, where the military admitted that they had recovered a crashed alien ship as well as alien bodies, then recanted this admission, through the development of the contactee phenomenon, alien abduction syndrome, and mass UFO sightings. All the while, technology has been evolving right alongside these events, bringing us ever better cameras and ever clearer images and videos, which were at once considered evidence of existence and evidence of fraud. Now in the information age, no video or photograph can ever be trusted as a pure witness of an event because we can fake a photo of a UFO in the sky as easily as we can fake a video of a zombie eating the face off of a living human being, and it will seem as real as if you were looking at me right in the eyes right now in my office. This means that we have to pull back and come to the understanding that what really matters in this phenomenon are the people, the people who experience these contacts and sightings. Not everyone can be trusted to tell the truth, sure, but if we cannot trust the videos or photographs that people publish online, then what are we left with? We are left with our intuition, which can guide us in connecting with the truth and sincerity in another person's story. The unfortunate truth among all the stories, sightings, photographs, experiences, and dreams of these others is that we have come to see that our leaders are not to be trusted or believed in regards to this issue. They have been involved in cover-ups, misinformation, disinformation, infiltration, espionage, imprisonment, and even outright murder in order to keep the truth about the history of visitation by and interaction with non-human intelligences here on our planet. I'm telling you right now that if you're holding your breath waiting for government disclosure or media disclosure before you fully accept the truth of the existence of extraterrestrial, interdimensional, or superphysical intelligent beings, then you might as well stop now or you'll die of suffocation. Think about what it would mean for our governments to admit now, after all the lies, that this phenomenon is real. That would mean that suddenly they would be admitting to treason against the American people. It would mean that all the suspicious deaths of researchers, witnesses, and whistleblowers over the years would have to be reinvestigated as potential homicides committed by the American government, or at least by a shadow sect within the government, against their own citizens. It would mean that people like Eugene Malov, who was murdered for his work in the field of cold fusion, would suddenly be seen as murdered heroes like they are, for trying to free the human race from its slavery to ancient energy sources and the archaic and prejudicial ideologies which keep us all fighting with each other. They know that it would eventually lead to the secret rulers of the world being expected to release the free energy technology which they control and have weaponized, and which is the source of their power and tyranny over the rest of us, the unwashed, uninitiated masses. Wake up. There is something happening here that is beyond you, beyond me, and beyond any earthly explanation. We are beyond the questioning stage now, beyond denial. It's time to accept this truth and begin living as the one race that we are, earth-born human. The future of our planet depends on how we act now and in the near future. Our decisions now will determine what your children and their children and their children's children inherit from this generation. 
Imagine the freedom of living amongst the stars. The human race will never be safe from extinction while we are all living on one planet. The way I see it, our existence alone is enough to prove that we live in a universe which is full of life. We are not in any particularly special part of the universe, and we are not the center of all things. Our universe, as Alan Watts put it, is like an apple tree. An apple tree apples. Our universe peoples. It lives. And we are proof of that. That question must be put to rest so that we can move on to the next stage of defining our place within the living universe. We have to stop expecting to be given the truth and start admitting the truth that we all possess. Our guest today is one person who has a piece of that truth. He is an experiencer of visitations in high strangeness. He will be joining us for multiple episodes, which will be spaced out over a period of time. This is the first in that series of conversations. His name is Todd Bryson of Utah, and he has been receiving visitations by benevolent intelligences in what he calls lightships since about 2009. He is here bravely telling his story of how these experiences have changed his life, and he is doing it under his true identity. So let's now go to the interview with Todd Bryson. Listen to his story open-mindedly and see if you can learn something from it, and maybe if you can relate to some of his ideas and some of the topics that he comes up with, the questions, the answers, and how he has related to the experiences that he's been having. And here we go. Okay, so we have Todd Bryson here. We're speaking over Skype. Todd from Salt Lake City, Utah. Me here at Hypnotropia in Encino, California. So uh, thank you for being here with us, Todd. I really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation with us and uh, to talk about your story, your visitations with what you call lightships. Is that right? Um, yes. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to discussing the topic with you. Um, and it just happens to be my favorite uh, topic to discuss. So, um, yes, yeah, so I've experienced a lot of paranormal things and um, we'll kind of be digging into that over the course of our discussion. So. Okay, so when did this start? Was was it two thousand nine when the when you had the first experience in your life with this type of phenomenon? Um, so late two thousand nine was when um, I experienced um, what is called an awakening, which a lot of people are familiar with at this point. Um, and then it was spring two thousand ten that I kind of had the first, um, you know, real physical thing happen to me. Um, and it was, I believe, April 2010. Um, you know, it was just a regular summer night, you know, stargazing, um, you know, after a dinner and a movie kind of thing. And, you know, it just kind of um, made a really lasting impact on us and, you know, a really strong impression that, you know, just kind of uh, forced a change of perspective on us and sent us in kind of a different direction than we were headed. And, you know, it was just something that was really profound that we experienced at that time, um, you know, and it was really exciting for us, and we're looking forward to other people experiencing the same things, and hopefully things that I have experienced can kind of, um, you know, provide a shortcut in a way for people who are, you know, looking to kind of do the same things with the same interest as me. Okay, so who is us when you say that, that it, it changed... Um, it changed us. Who, who are you referring to? You and your wife? Yeah, so it was me and my wife. Um, and, you know, we were not necessarily looking for a paranormal experience at that time or even, you know, um, trying to explain paranormal things in general. I mean, uh, we weren't, you know, necessarily the type to be contemplating our reality and life in the universe and all those kinds of things. Um, so it just kind of um, made an impression on us and um, kind of shifted our focus in our lives a little bit um, and, you know, made us more aware of higher things that are going on in our realities behind the scenes that we should be giving you know, more attention to in the future. Okay, so can you um, can you paint a picture of what it was like that first time when you had the sighting? Where were you? What were you doing? What time of day or night was it? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. So it was, um, I want to say around midnight. Um, it was you know, your typical spring, perfect weather. We were just out, like I said, after a date looking to get some stargazing in. Um, we had uh, rolled out a blanket on our backyard. Um, you know, we were just kind of stargazing, enjoying each other's company. And um, so after laying there for about, I'd say, 15 or 20 minutes, um, this light became really noticeable um, in our peripherals. So we both automatically, you know, focused our attention there. And, you know, this bright light just kept getting brighter and brighter and brighter, you know, to the point where we almost had to, you know, squint and close our eyes. Um, and it just became obvious kind of instantly that it wasn't something, you know, it wasn't um, an airplane or, you know, a firework or anything like that. And, you know, just when we kind of got our eyes on it for a few seconds, it shot away um, at an incredible speed. And as it was shooting away, um, so it, it kind of like, multiplied itself so that it was in different spots, you know, all at once, kind of like expanded or separated out into different kinds of crafts and then shot away all at the same time. You know, it was something that, you know, made a, you know, just a huge impression on us and, you know, left no doubt that we experienced something, you know, that wasn't um, normal and that was kind of out of the ordinary and, you know, we felt very honored about what we saw and very you know, excited that we had had the opportunity to you know, experience some things that maybe you know, people go their whole lives and don't experience something that special. It was just something that was really special to us, and we were really grateful for experiencing that. Wow. Okay. So what color was the light? Was it just like a, a bright white light? Did it have any color to it at all? Um, yeah. So... It was like it was just like a golden white light. Okay. Um, you know, and over the course of the next few years, having seen many of them, there's a it's a very distinguishable light. It's a light that you don't see anywhere else, you know, on the planet except for, you know, something paranormal of that nature. You know, it's just the purity of it. Um, you know, at the time of seeing it, we weren't panicked or you know. We just felt overcome by, you know, the loving nature of being something so pure. It's hard to describe, but, you know, it was just kind of a pure light, you know, that we we knew instantly that it wasn't something that was of, uh, you know, this earth. So, Right. So easily distinguishable from that of a star or an airplane or something like that. This was something totally unrecognizable uh, as far as the daily human existence goes on this planet then, right? Um, for sure. So it, it left no doubt. And, um, you know, what we experienced, we had, you know, never experienced anything like that before. And we obviously, you know, were um, open to seeing things like that. And we did go through the process of, you know, maybe it was this, maybe it was this, maybe it was this, but, you know, everything else, other than, you know, something out of this world was the only conclusion that we could come to on what we saw. You know. Okay, so um, during the time when you were having this first experience, um, you were in your backyard. Can you um, tell me, what's your neighborhood like? Do you, have a, do you have other houses near you, or are you out kind of in the middle of nowhere? What's that situation like? So it's a, it's a suburb type area, um, you know, houses um, all around the block. It's a, it's a city outside of Provo, Utah, that has about 30,000 people in the surrounding area, has, you know, several hundred thousand. So it's not, not out in the middle of nowhere by any means, but it's not necessarily a densely populated city. It's just kind of, you know, your run-of-the-mill, um, middle-class suburbs type area. Okay, and are you aware of um, anybody else in your neighborhood who had seen it? I, I know it was pretty late at night, so you guys were probably the only ones outside. Right? Had you heard anything mm -hmm. from anybody else about that? So we did not. It was pretty late. Um, we did look 
uh, on social media and things like that. Didn't see any mentions of it. You know, it was really fast. Um, I think unless you saw it directly, you might see that at the corner of your eye and think it's a shooting star or, you know, explain it in some other way. But not that we're aware of. We're, um, as far as we know, no one else experienced it that, at that time. Okay. Yeah, and these these experiences often seem to kind of be focused on the people who experience it. It sounds like this was really an, an experience that was meant for you two, since it mm-hmm. seems like it kind of focused in on you, um, got closer and brighter for you in your backyard, and then took off from there. Did you feel like that was the case, like it was kind of focused on you and wanted you to see it? Um, for sure. So we felt um, pretty instantly that it was meant for us and, um, you know, that they were you know, displaying something special for us. And it was just really a personal thing that made us feel important and good about ourselves. And we were really happy that we had that experience. And, you know, um, we could definitely tell that it was for us and future experiences just validated that um, even more so for us. Okay, great. And running up to this time, um, had you had any paranormal experiences before that, or was this the first? Um, so that was the first big one. You know, I had a general um, interest in paranormal things um, going back a long way, but, um, you know, nothing crazy happening to me. You know, just kind of a um, an interest in, you know, what that is, you know. Um, but that was more of paranormal as far as ghosts and, you know, EVPs and things like that, but nothing really about um, extraterrestrials or, you know, angelic things or anything like that. Okay. And during and after this time, was there an increase in the, those types of experiences for you? Um, yeah, so basically what it did for us is turn our attention to, you know, the fact that there's an unseen, you know, kind of an unseen part of life that we weren't necessarily paying attention to before. So whether that was, you know, seeing things in the sky or, you know, being more aware of the spiritual things that are going on around us were very strong components of, um, you know, having guides and you know, higher selves that are actively participating in, you know, the reality that we are helping us co-create and kind of helping to, um, you know, guide the process. So, so what it did was kind of turn our attention to, um, more paranormal things going on around us and also, um, having continued experiences, um, never let us really take our focus away from that. So I think that's really important to them is that we kind of, you know, remained um, above kind of getting our, you know, our head in the sand, so to speak, as far as, you know, you're living your everyday life, going to work, you know, coming home, watching TV, and you don't really um, have a focus necessarily on the spiritual things that are in the works behind you. So what these experiences have done for us has allowed us to uh, maintain a certain level of focus on um, you know, paranormal things and you know other things that are going on behind the scenes. Okay, so this was this was much more than just a UFO sighting for you. This actually made your life more spiritual. For sure. So I grew up religious, and you know I had kind of a spiritual foundation um, that kind of allowed me to springboard. Um, with a better understanding, you know, kind of like an expanded understanding. So what it kind of did was open a new door for us in becoming more spiritual and paying attention to, you know, the fact that sometimes things happen on this planet that don't seem, you know, the way they are behind the scenes and, you know, put forward an effort to see things from different perspectives and, you know, try to when you're approaching life come from a perspective of an outside looking in, um, kind of a, you know, an outside looking in perspective on reality. Right. Okay. And did you get the immediate impression that 
this thing was under intelligent control? Um, yeah, so just kind of how it responded to us seeing it, and, you know, um, it felt very intelligent. So I've, I've come to a kind of a better understanding of what exactly we were seeing. I don't necessarily believe that, you know, it was a craft with aliens in it. Um, it very well could have been that, but it also, you know, could have been just a, a projection um, of something, uh, a holographic you know, image of some sort shown to us to just kind of get our attention. You know, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, um, and I'm still in the process of kind of understanding um, what exactly we saw. Um, and that's, you know, basically what the most interesting thing to me is, is you know, even though you, you know, spend your entire life trying to understand this massive experience that you've had, you just kind of always feel like you're scratching the surface no matter what. Um, and there's always another layer that you can peel back. So it just kind of made us aware and started a process of you know, peeling back the layers of our reality for us. Okay. Um, can you describe, because I, I know that since you had this initial experience, you've been having continued um, sightings also. Can, can you describe some of the different crafts or, um, for lack of a better word, um, ships or uh, objects that you've seen in the sky that, that have visited you? I'm sure. So there's a lot of consistency in what I see. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of times where I'll be seeing the same things for a certain period of time, and then they'll kind of throw in a curveball here and there. You know, and then, um, you know, as long as I'm consistent and persistent in my pursuit of, you know, seeing more things and always wanting to, um, you know, go to the next level, um, it has resulted in continued increase in different experiences so um it started out slow it started out actually you know with that first experience kind of started out with the bang and then kind of started seeing um, strobing lights across the sky and from there it kind of kicked up to seeing multiple strobing lights across the sky and then you know it was very straightforward at first and then it kind of evolved into than being able to do different things as, um, you know, my interest kind of increased in the, in the subject. So from there, um, they would do everything from, you know, change directions, you know, ascend and descend, um, a lot of strobing, a lot of, you know, strobing and then shooting away, um, you know, a lot of coming in really fast and slowing down and then speeding up again. So a lot of different variations in speed. Um, a lot of the colors are mainly the same. It's mainly the white color that I'm seeing. Um, not a lot of reds or blues or anything like it's still that same consistent white light that we see. Um, most of the variation comes in their speed and in the quantity that they're seen in. Plasma ships or something like that. What's the uh, impression that you get from them uh, when you see them? Um, so they seem mostly energetic in nature to me, um, and I would describe them that way. I've seen some that seem, you know, more of a structure that I've seen in the daytime, but even those kind of didn't seem like you know, what I would have thought an, uh, a UFO would be would look like before having this experience. Um, so it doesn't look metallic or anything like that to me. Um, the ones that I have been able to see the structure on, um, they kind of looked like a really white kind of golden marble um, type. Um, so nothing really metallic or anything mechanical that I've seen. Um, this all kind of seemed energetic and very um, above what we know technologically. Yeah, and that seems that seems to suggest a much more advanced type of technology than than what you would expect with uh, nuts and bolts type of craft something to be going into the realm of of pure energy or a consciousness type based uh structured craft would seem to um you know go beyond what what we would as humans connect to um as a a type of technology what what do you think about that 
For sure. Um, so I think over the years you've seen a lot of um, fake UFO videos and pictures kind of debunk themselves based on the fact that you can tell that um, the image was manufactured in the in kind of the time period that it was released or come to light. Um, so it doesn't, doesn't look like anything. You know, I, I had obviously been online before this, you know, and have seen UFO videos and paranormal things to kind of have an idea on the subject. But it didn't really look like anything that I had seen prior to, you know, the first experience in 2010. It was very definitely, you know, seemed upper realmy, you know, angelic type technology. Okay, so then over the over the years, this has had a, an overall positive effect on your life then. You, you haven't had any um, real negative experiences like have been reported with some of the abduction cases and stuff like that. This has been an all-around positive thing for you? Right. So um, immediately after having these experiences, I kind of ded- dedicated myself to understanding what it was and a lot of that um, allowed me to proceed without having fear of the process. Um, so when I'm out looking for paranormal things, I'm not worried about being taken away or you know, I have no fear regarding you know, what's going to happen to me, and that allows for uh, a more open relationship between the two of us. Um, so, and, you know, it allows for, um, for me to trust the process and you know, for them to have more freedom in what is shown to me. Um, so there's been no fear really from the beginning. Um, I didn't allow myself to um, kind of delude the process. I felt like it would have taken away from something special that I needed, something special in my life at the time. Um, so I didn't, I was very fortunate that I didn't allow fear to have a say in my attitude about the process. It could have led to, you know, years of um, a detour, I guess you would say, in the awakening process. Um, and I was very lucky to jump that hurdle and kind of hit the ground running. Okay, so let's um, just continue to focus on the initial event for a minute. Uh, can you describe what was going through your mind at the time when you were seeing this? Um, So what was going through my mind was um, I was just kind of contemplating reality in some ways. Um, I was never really a spiritual person before and had just kind of come up with this idea that maybe I can find a better way to explain myself being here in this body. So I was just kind of at the beginning of that. And the reason for stargazing at that time was to kind of try to get a grasp of the fact that there's bigger things than me going on and some of the the things that we experience in life are superficial compared to, you know, the grand scheme of things. So during that time of the initial events, I wasn't necessarily thinking about extraterrestrials. I was just kind of, um, what am I doing on this planet in general? how did I get here and where am I going? And, um, these paranormal things just started to unfold from there. Okay. So some of those questions are kind of, um, unanswerable from, from our point of view, at least right now, do you feel like having these experiences has put you at peace with some of those questions that, that we seem to not really ever be able to get solid answers to, or, or are you um, still searching for those answers uh, the same way you were before you had the experience? So in a way there's a better understanding, but also in a way there's a stronger desire to, you know, get a a better understanding of, um, of those questions. So it's the, it's the, you know, the burn for knowledge that is going to put me in a position to be successful in anything. And that never stops on this planet. There's always things you don't know. There's always new questions that come up when you answer a question. So in a way I do feel, um, that there's been a better understanding of my reality and my purpose here on the planet. 
Um, but the exciting thing is that 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 search never that uh, you know that thirst is never really quenched. No, no matter how much you dig into something, there's always going to be uh, more questions brought up than then uh, can be answered. You know. Yeah, that's that's the nature of the mystery of life, I guess. And when something so strange and and not expected is thrown into your life, that really adds a whole new layer of mystery to things, doesn't it? Right. So what it's done is made me more secure in my purpose here. So I've kind of tried to put, you know, if you try to do too much, then you're not going to really get anywhere. I've tried to put as much on the back burner as I can, you know, try to strip away reality the best I can and just try to focus on uh, myself and what I'm doing here um, and how these experiences are relating to me being here um, on this planet, you know, so, um, but, so it's, it's kind of, um, given me a piece that it's not just craziness out there, that there is a controlled chaos to, so to speak, um, and a process that we can be a part of. So in a sense, has it then given you a little bit of faith in the concept that there is a meaning and a purpose to all of this? For sure. I didn't necessarily doubt that before, but I um, definitely knew that the story I had been receiving from my upbringing wasn't satisfying um, that, you know, that understanding that I needed. Um, So it wasn't until I started having these experiences and started to reach beyond kind of the, the stories that we've been told here. Um, and just having those experiences validated me in that process um, just that much more. Yeah, and ha- since then, have you have you found a, a more acceptable worldview that seems to encompass the strangeness and complexity of this type of experience, or, or is kind of just being open-minded the, the only answer to being able to really incorporate and, and integrate this type of thing into your life. Yeah, so I feel like I have understandings that a lot of people don't. Um, a lot of them are hard to describe, hard to verbalize. Um, but one thing that the experiences have done is given me a self of, uh, a sense of purpose. Um, I think I come from kind of a unique experience where there's an old religious system that is kind of teetering and I've experienced in my life that um, people leaving this religion are looking for answers in kind of a state of panic and confusion and I have been um, approached many times by a lot of people in this situation who have drawn from my experiences um, and who have kind of I feel like leaped some hurdles in making the transition from religious worldviews to more of a spiritual grounded perspective on life. Um, and so these experiences have kind of prepared me going forward for, um, situations that I'll come across. Okay. And the, um, the religion you're referring to, obviously in, in Utah, that's Mormonism, correct? That's correct. Okay, so um, when when people come to you with questions or people who are you know contemplating removing themselves or or leaving the religion that they were raised in, um, do you feel like you've been able to to offer them some some peace or some guidance or something in a in a better way than you would have had you not had these experiences? For sure. So. Um... There's definitely, it definitely seems like I've been able to provide shortcuts around um, a lot of frustration. Um, so when people lose their religion, they lose um, their sense of self completely because um, in my experience, uh, their entire life is driven and justified by this religious system that they um, suddenly find the institution may not have their best interest in mind. Um, and 
the, the control system in place starts to become obvious, and it can be really devastating to try to come to grips with that. Um, so what I've provided to some people that have came to me was um, kind of a fast track out of that mindset and back onto the mindset that there is a purpose for them and that they are loved and appreciated and not alone. Um, That's the main thing that people feel when they lose it is they feel like they've gone from having this huge support system, you know, physically here on the planet and behind the scenes with the other side, and they feel like um, they've lost both of those. And so what I kind of help them do is transition back to the mindset that all those same things still apply. You just have more freedom and um, more of a drive to build upon the foundation that you already have. Okay. So they, um, they, they tend to kind of uh, feel like they've maybe been abandoned by the, the institution itself because um, of the, the recognition that their best interest has not been um, really at the, at the top of priorities for the, the religious organization? Right. So, um, so they have their entire foundation of their life set up on a certain belief. So, so uh, in my experience, they feel like they've not only are abandoning and letting their families down is that they're losing the support of, you know, their God and their savior. And what I've been able to do is say, no, you're not losing that because, you know, I've seen them, you know, I've experienced these paranormal things that were so loving that they have to be from the other side and they still support you and love you just like before, you know? Okay, so there's a there's kind of a, a recognition that just because they're not staying within the boundaries or within the the structure and the rules of the religion that they were raised in, that they're not necessarily being abandoned by the bigger picture, the the greater spirit or the greater mind of whatever it is that's on the other side, um, just because they've decided that they are going to remove themselves from the earthly structure that seems to have its own intentions and its own priorities in mind. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So basically the same foundation they have still applies, you know, being compassionate for others, you know, being of service to others, all those things they know in their reality that, um, you know, this human should do and how a good person should carry themselves. Those things are still recognized by something greater than them to the point where, um, it's worth it to them to still continue to, to put an effort into their life. Um, so they don't have to go to that dark place um, where they're feeling so alone and, you know, abandoned and sort of cast out in a way. Yeah, that's great that they can have that guidance from you to, to be able to keep continuing being good people and, and doing it for the right reasons, not just because it's expected of them or because they're told to do it, but because there is that higher purpose and that love for their fellow humans and the um, desire to make a, an impact in a positive way on the world. So that, that's great that you've been able to um, find that purpose in your life. Now, um, you know, you refer to them and, uh, you know, this, these beings as, um, or whatever they are as angelic in one sense. Um, do you have any intuition or any idea on what exactly or who exactly is controlling or behind these experiences? Um, so, you know, the question is a multidimensional one. There's several different areas of influence on this planet. I'm not the kind who thinks it's all bad, who thinks we're, you know, enslaved here under control. I believe, you know, in the loving um, answer, in the, you know, in the grander picture, you know, in the, you know, in the glory and the, the things that are here that are, you know, good. And 
I believe in growing as a human, and I believe that the beings that are here looking after us are um, extraterrestrials who are involved in similar processes before this, angelic beings who are not necessarily uh, not necessarily in physical bodies, um, who are also involved here, and um, most of all, I believe that the the creator is in charge here and um, is the one who is you know, determining how this process unfolds. So, do you feel like then that the the planet Earth is kind of right now the uh, a focus of their positive intentions, or do they what do they want with the Earth? Is it are they here to help? Do you feel like they're here as part of um, as part of kind of a, a struggle between good and evil, or um, are they here just with um, with the with the positive intention to help us kind of ascend to a higher level? What do you feel about that? Um, what do you feel about the the different types of experiences that that people have? And you know, some people report. Um, you know, negative entities in in one sense, and some people report positive entities in another. Is there some kind of push and pull between those two forces? Well, what do you think is going on with that? For sure. So I think the the planet is the ultimate test of light and dark. Um, so I think that it's a perfect balance. I think if it was one way or another, um, which I think, but I believe it has been shifted more towards the dark in the early stages of being here. Um, I believe we're getting back to a stronger uh, light-focused planet. Um, but I believe that the the process is one that is really sacred, and um, all the beings in the galaxy who are watching really understand that. I believe that um, the Pleiadians are mostly the ones who are tasked with doing certain things for humanity through the will of the creator i believe that they are the true watchers over us Um, and there are some negative ones who are also here because it's free will planet and they can be and they can you know kind of have a it's just the other side doesn't see it really as light and dark Um, they just kind of see it as another player in the game um, so when there's these this darkness incarnated on this planet, it's just kind of part of the game, and that's how they see it. Um, but there's a more sacred process and ending um, that is coming t- uh, towards us, and I believe that um, the Pleiadians and other various benevolent ET groups and angelic groups are here ultimately to you know, see us reach our highest potential and see the to see the process play out and. Um, the highest way. Okay. So, um, you know, we're here on this planet, which, you know, is full of conflict. We have um, constant wars going on in all different parts of the world. Um, Going not even, you know, into the the topic of war, just looking at the issue of the distribution of of goods, of food and, and resources and stuff like that. I mean, every five seconds or so a, a child dies of starvation and you know we have these these beings that seem to have access to unlimited sources of of energy and power to be able to come light years and who knows how far they come and how quickly they're able to do it but you know on this planet with all this conflict and in a culture that seems to be losing its way and and losing you know the the purpose, the higher purpose in our in our lives, or at least our awareness of it in many ways, and with world leaders who just seem to be making the situation worse, and then we have this this question of disclosure and of you know kind of finally making contact, open contact with these beings. Uh, do you feel like there is an effort on their side to make contact with the human race? without having to go through the the governments who seem to be covering it up at every step and using misinformation and disinformation to, you know, drive our attention in the wrong directions. Is it possible for us as human beings to be our own ambassadors to these intelligent races without having to wait for these governments who really don't have the, our best interest in mind to, you know, kind of get with the program and, and tell us the truth? 
Yeah, so I believe that disclosure comes from within and from your own personal search on the matter. I believe if you're waiting for government to, um, you know, or for a newscast to, you know, pop up one day about contact with extraterrestrials, I think that may come in the future, but I don't think it's anytime soon. I think right now, um, individually, people being more aware of the topic and more aware of the fact that the Hollywood depiction of what aliens are maybe not be you know, the closest thing to the truth and that um, it will just be kind of generally accepted among uh, amongst the population through you know, subtle UFO sightings here and there, personal experiences and you know, more positive things coming out through the media eventually to the point where um, if there is a disclosure by the government, it's just kind of it's just kind of going to be like dust, you know. Um, so it's something we don't know. Um, you know, we're already ahead of you there. Um, so I don't think that them having control of the process is a good thing at all. Um, I don't think that they would depict um, the extraterrestrials in you know, the best light. Um, so I believe that they're not even allowed to sniff the topic, even if they wanted to discuss it openly. I don't think they would be allowed to do that. Um, as far as the conditions on the planet, um, I believe in my understanding that um, if it were up to a lot of the extraterrestrials, they would be here already um, openly making contact with us and providing these things that we need. Um, but they also understand that... Um, we did sign up to be here. I do believe that each individual agreed to come here. Um, and as bad as the conditions are here on the planet, I also believe that you know, there's no shortage of energetic, you know, angelic beings who wouldn't be lined up and do anything to you know, take one of these bodies and to experience what we're experiencing here. So I believe that at the end of the day, um, the creator is the one who has the say over what happens here. And I don't believe that there will be disclosure unless, you know, the creator feels like it is time for that. I believe that um, the extraterrestrials facilitate some of the things that the creator wants to manifest. Um, but in the long run, they don't have necessarily the end-all, be-all as far as um, decisions being made on contact with us and disclosure and release of technologies. Um, I believe that's all. Um going to come from us, going to come from our own head and our own ideas and our own process of trial and error, um, you know, in un uh, discovering some of these things and uncovering some of these you know, unseen things that we don't really have the tools to measure at this point. Um, so I believe in the creator's eyes, um, iron, sharp, our iron sharpens iron, and, you know, the, the point of this process is to come out. Um, as strong as possible right and if we were to just be given these things just be given the technology or be given the the answers to resolve all our problems that really that wouldn't really make us better in any way would it i don't think so i think it would um kind of make us lazy i yeah. think that um we found throughout history that um the story is much grander if you're viewing you know humanity as a story how would it be if you know the story was completed for us halfway and we didn't get to experience this you know grand finale i believe that we're headed towards um, so that's kind of my opinion on the matter i believe that um you know uh struggle breeds greatness and the end goal here is to build a galactic society that is not only comparable to those that are already out there who have experienced this process before us um, but to you know, exceed them and you know, exceed expectations and be as strong as possible and to implement that going forward to you know, another planet who will go through the same process eventually. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think that there's no better way to um, make ourselves even more of slaves to some higher power than to expect or even accept some higher, more advanced race to come in and solve all our problems, then we, we would just, we would be at a, at a position of disempowerment and we wouldn't have the, 
the ability or the the path and the experience that you get when you go through the struggles yourself and come out the other side as a better, stronger um, person or race and and having to um, owe a higher or more advanced race the um, you know the ha- having to owe them for our sa- our salvation would definitely be a bad position for us to be in. Um, so right. you know, what, I, I, I kind of see it like I'm oh, sorry, I kind of see it ahead. like this. Um, um, so it, a good way of putting it is if you know everyone's familiar with sporting events here. What if you know, the owner of a team was able to um, give his team some equipment that the other team didn't have or provide some physical advantage that the other team didn't have. It just kind of hurts the integrity of, um, you know, the purity of the game itself. And I don't necessarily believe that it's a game here. It's serious business for sure. Um, But that's kind of the same line of thinking that I believe they would have um, if they were outside this planet looking in as a spectator of here, you know, that they would understand, um, the integrity of what's going on here and how, you know, the release of certain things before we're ready, um, you know, would hurt us in some way. Um, and as far as the, you know, starving children and people suffering here, I'm very aware of that, you know. Um, so I have my own, you know, battles with understanding about what's that all about. And at the end of the day, it's really between those who are struggling and the creator. Um, so everyone has their issues here. Even the people who are really rich and seem out of everything have their struggles here. And, you know, it's just kind of relative to the individual. And I believe it's all a, a personal spiritual journey that we're going towards ultimately. Yeah, I definitely can see that, you know, everybody's problems are important to them and, you know, having money definitely doesn't resolve the, uh, the issue of suffering, um, you know, it's actually been shown that the, the people who are, uh, you know, ha- the people who have less money, um, seem to be happier, um, pretty much across the board, but, uh, um, sure. you know, the, the, the real issue with, um, you know, with this, these experiences that you're having and that, um, you know, some other people are having around the world seems to come down to the, desire for these beings to have some sort of positive effect on our evolution without giving us the key to evolving or without without giving us the uh, you know all the answers outright so do you feel like through your experiences that they have helped you to be a better person in that picture to help other people with their process of evolution on this planet I do. So what it's really done for me is made me aware that um, you know, I'm being watched all the time. I have um, beings around me all the time, and I believe that everyone does. Everyone is promised when they come here that they'll have that support system. So what it's made me do is kind of be more conscious of my actions and um, even my thoughts from moment to moment have always um People act different when there's a camera on them than they do when they're not being watched, you know, in our life. And once you become aware of, you know, there's more going on behind the scenes than you know, and to the point where there may be beings who are family with you and are in love with you, standing right next to you, um, kind of experiencing some of what you're going through here. It just kind of makes you more aware of your actions and, you know, how you behave um, in your daily life, and over the course of a few years and a long time of it being this way, things start to change in your reality. Um, you know, and this kind of kind of forces changes in your reality in a positive way. So that's kind of what it's been um, in my case. Okay, so it, it's a, it's helped you stay focused on um, the more spiritual and and positive aspects of existence here and that all around has affected your life and um, the life of the the lives of the people in your life Um, so can you tell me what you think is the most important issue here the the most important 
question or the most important um, topic going on in the world right now connected to what you are experiencing? What do you feel like is the most important subject to, to cover in the, the rest of this conversation? Um, so I believe the fastest path to peace on earth and you know an, a more fulfilled, happy humanity overall is personal disclosure. And um, so that's what happened for me. Um, even though I was looking for that external disclosure, um, a lot of people were, I believe, um, around the 2012 timeline. I mean, not a lot, not a lot of people had a chance to experience um, paranormal things in a personal way like I have. Um, so I believe that when people start to kind of intuitively being drawn towards the unseen, um, that they'll... Um, for the first time in history, they'll have a better chance of receiving physical, visual answers to, you know, kind of their questions other than, you know, people pray for things and don't really see things manifested. It's about, I think the future will be about seeing things physically and tangibly having the higher things being a part of our everyday life. And through, through that concept of personal disclosure, it really becomes clear that it's not really important whether or not we have confirmation coming from the media or the governments about, you know, this being a legitimate experience and, and this being, you know, actually real and, and on our planet that we are, uh, that we do have the, the presence of non-human intelligences. But what's really important is the effect that it has in our lives and our ability to come to a place within ourselves where we admit that we're not the only ones in the universe and that, and that not only, not only are we not the only ones in the universe, but we're not the only intelligence here on the planet. And that there is then through that truth, the opportunity to connect with higher consciousness, whether it be our spirit guides or the the mind of the creator or the, the mind of the universe or um, through these um, angelic type beings or the, the Pleiadians, whatever it is and whatever path you take, there is the opportunity to connect with a higher consciousness. And, and that is a personal path, isn't it? That's a that's a personal thing that we have to take upon ourselves, is it not? Right. So in my experience, I don't come across a lot of people who, if you bring up the idea of extraterrestrial life or something like that, that they would totally be like, yeah, right, that's fairytale sci-fi stuff. It's not believable. People in general are open to that idea. But once they realize how close, you know, how personal it actually is to them and how, you know, how many eyes are actually on this planet um, is pretty significant and grabs your attention to the point where you, know, you can't really take your mind away from um, you know, these supernatural things to the point where the control system that's kind of here to keep you entrenched in the reality kind of start to fall away. Um, and you know, it's, it starts a process of spiritual growth that um, I think that is unprecedented in our time period. And instead of you know, people coming to terms with their you know, spiritual self doesn't take decades. It can be done you know, from start to finish in uh, you know, five years or a decade. It can, depending on the individual and the amount of effort they want to put into it, there's tools that can be accessed now that are more prevalent in this time than they ever have been. And I believe that a lot of people at this time will be searching for those tools and different outlets to express themselves in a way that they haven't been able to, you know, previously on this planet. Okay. So let's follow that thread a little bit. What do you think are um, some of the, some of those tools that we can use? I, I kind of think of, meditation as as one especially when it comes to our personal development and our own our own inner peace but um what do you think of things like visionary art meditation um intention as ways of um 
opening the the channel of communication between ourselves and these visitors that we have on the planet is there is there anything that you can identify as being a a very effective way or or you know one better way than another way to kind of facilitate that communication oh yeah so i must be myself i'm very much a work in progress i'll be first to admit that i you know am very much putting things together step by step i've come across a lot of people um, experience the same things who have much more of a broader uh, tool set than I do, a much more developed tool set than I do. I believe that you know, third eye vision um, is something practical that allows you to you know, change your perspective and you know see the unknown. I mean, see what's going on on the other side um, and all around you that we don't have the physical tools to see right now. So I believe a lot of people are developing their third eye. Um, a lot of people are developing a stronger intuitive connection. Um, a lot of people are developing skills like automatic writing, not necessarily going to be putting it on the internet for people to read, but just for their own personal growth, a connection with spirit that you could sit down in front of your computer and, you know, kind of type away and, you know, get some answers to some things that are bothering you. I think, you know, skills like that will be more common going forward and um, people will be able to implement more, more of a connection spiritually that will influence the planet. Um, so, so one person having this connection and doing things on a spiritual level um, makes a big difference, but there will be more... It will be uh, more of a collective planet-wide, all making an effort to um, gain wisdom from whatever spiritual uh, tool they have to use, and collectively it'll make for a happier planet overall. Um, So myself, um, I'm big into meditation and intuitive things and asking and giving um, feedback intuitively. I'm also um, big at practicing things like lucid dreaming and astral projection. Um, So I'm still very much a work in progress. I have a job that takes a lot of time away from that, Um, but I do practice uh, mainly meditating and am a big proponent of lucid dreaming and the benefits that it has. Okay, great. That's that's really good advice. I, I think that, um, especially with, with lucid dreaming, there's a, there's a whole and, and astral projection, there's a whole realm of possibility there that, um, greatly expands our ability to, um, go outside of our, our physical day-to-day kind of mundane reality into new realms of experience. So, um, you know, before we do end this, um, interview, I'd like to maybe, you know, just take a minute and let you, um, kind of give a message to the multiverse. You know, what would you like to say to the, uh, to all the beings, human and non-human listening right now? So I would just want to say, um, come from the heart always, um, whenever you come across someone in your life, in your reality, treat them the way you would want to be treated. Um, you know, so just kind of come from the heart, uh, before you interact with people, run it through your head, run it through your chemical computer, how that's going to affect them and how you should behave going forward. Um, and you know, just do things that make you happy. Um, you know, whether that be with your family or watch sporting events or, you know, be into the presidential debate, um, whatever your cup of tea is, just be yourself, come from the heart, try to find balance in whatever you do, um, and always, you know, have consideration for others and all that you do. Great, great message. Um, so, you know, even though this, um, you know, this, this is our, our first interview and, and we're going to be bringing it to an end in just a moment. Um, I'd like to, first of all, thank you for taking the time to do this with us and to share your story, but also, um, you know, through the, 
process of evolution as your experiences change and this story unfolds for you. Uh, I just want you to know there's an open invitation for you to come back and talk about any changes and, you know, let us know about any new insights that you've gained, um, you know, between now and any time in the future. That's always a possibility. And anytime you want to come back on, just let me know. Uh, so thank you for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time. I wish you the very best. And I hope that your process of awakening and, and evolution and um, becoming a, a better and more magnanimous person continues to unfold. I want you to know that um, at any point, if you are open to experiencing hypnotic regression to explore um, further the uh, maybe the the subconscious or unconscious memories that you don't have access to you know, th there's no guarantee that they that there are any but um, if you you know do ever um, become open to that just let me know I'd be interested in exploring that with you myself I, I have experience with exploring um, you know through hypnotic regression the abduction uh, scenario and visitation scenario um, not that yours is an abduction scenario in any way it really mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be in alignment with those other experiences at all um, mm -hmm. but you know still exploring that and um, you know using hypnosis to make our minds um, you know more open to receiving communication is something that it actually really is effective at doing so that invitation is open for you as well but I just want to really thank you for taking the time. Your your story is fascinating. And, uh, you know, at any time in the future, if you ever want to come back on, just let me know. Yeah, so I'd like to thank you for creating the forum for us to discuss this topic. Um, my motivation for talking to you today is just that um, it's interesting to me. And I, you know, I love the, the subject in general. Um, and I'll be willing to come back anytime you'll have me. And I will, you know, be out here continuing to learn and have newer and more profound experiences going forward and um, appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today great absolutely well um okay let's stay in touch then all right for sure we definitely will okay todd thanks have a good one you too all right that's it for this episode of messages from the multiverse i want to thank todd bryson for taking the time to come on to the show and very bravely sharing his story openly and in the full view of society like I said, Todd is going to be joining us for future episodes and uh, sharing his story as it evolves. But as we um, do those episodes, we're also going to get into some of the deeper issues which come into the picture when we do move beyond the point of personal disclosure, uh, such as third eye vision, the pineal gland, lucid dreaming, and reaching out spiritually to communicate with non-human benevolent beings. We will also discuss how um, he thinks and how we think that the earth and human society is going to change when the human race finally does admit that we are not alone on this planet or in the multiverse. I want to thank you all for joining us here and supporting the show. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest for Messages from the Multiverse, please contact us at messagesfromthemultiverse at gmail.com. If you wish to contact me directly regarding my hypnotherapy or shamanic practice, educational presentations and workshops, or speaking engagements, you can email me at ian at hypnotropia.com. That's I-A-N at H-Y-P-N-O-T-R-O-P-I-A dot com. You can also learn more about me, this podcast, and hypnotropia by visiting the website www.hypnotropia.com. Messages from the Multiverse is available for subscription on iTunes and Apple's iOS podcast app on your mobile devices and can also be found at SoundCloud.com or on the SoundCloud app for your smartphone or tablet. Also at Hypnotropia.com and is coming soon to the Google Play Store. Until next time, honor and love yourselves, your fellow humans, and our planet. Be well.